everybody. Welcome to an episode of the Morning Metro. It is March 17th, 2018. I almost messed up the, uh, almost messed it up again. We are, of course, your hosts, Grid21 and Gertron. And I also like to actually introduce, uh, he's joins us by audio, one of the original hosts of what actually used to be called the Metro Cast. I'd like to please introduce, if y'all could please give a warm welcome to Hikari. That's me. <laughs> welcome, Hikari. Welcome, welcome. How does it feel to be uh, a uh, sort of a retro, a retro guest of sorts to the show? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, yes. That, that, yes. Yes. Single word. I'm, right? I'm feeling thank you. I feel a thank you. All right, cool. <laughs> well, as usual, we um, have got a, you know, of course, a packed show and stuff, but how are, how are you gentlemen this evening? How's your evening uh... going? doing fantastic i've been playing some warframe finally got a volt prime today so now i'm happy about that very nice very nice hikari what about yourself i think today i think over there is saint patrick's day as i recall right hikari yeah yeah so i went out and didn't drink at all Uh, so i'm i'm completely sober and there's no problems here nothing's gonna happen <laughs> oh, this should make for a very interesting show. Uh, I, I myself, I, I had to visit the the tax man apparently today because not because I'm in trouble, but because I actually need something professionally managed that was out of my uh, unforeseeable, uh, controllable future and stuff. So that's been taken care of. Again, <laughs> no. I'm just I just wow. had to make sure things were all wow. uh, straightened up and together and stuff. So. <laughs> Oh, and on a side note, Grid. Yes. I did end up watching the Dear Dictator movie last night. Yeah, how'd you like it? And it it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen, but it was okay. It it had some humorous points in it. Hmm. Cool. It sounded like an interesting movie when we uh, when we talked about it. So I'm glad it actually turned out to be be good for you. But without further ado, let us go ahead and jump into our articles as usual. Um, and I think let's see who's on the first. Ah, this is up to Gertrude now to take this uh, first yes. story. If you would please take it away. Well, it was a breaking news alert as far as I'm concerned. FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe was terminated. Right in fired. Because he lied to the FBI and did a whole bunch of crazy stuff that he knew he wasn't supposed to do. Rip. So now uh, we get into this here on this page. Uh, former FBI direct- Deputy Director Andy McCabe was fired Friday from the federal government just two days before he was set to retire. Attorney General Jeff Sessions announced in a statement li- late Friday night. Nearly 24 hours earlier, McCabe was inside the Justice Department making the case to keep his job until Sunday when he officially qualifies for retirement benefits. Hmm. His firing means his full pension, built after nearly 22 years in government, is in jeopardy. Rip. And from what I understand, it's it's about a $2 million pension that he was oh, going man. to get. That is rough. Now, while while I do believe it is a good idea that he got fired, I do believe he does still deserve some of his pension because uh, I'm sure he wasn't corrupt and crooked the entire time, the 20 years, well, nearly 22 years he was in the government position. I'm sure he wasn't, you know, doing everything wrong wow. the entire time. We like to think so. 
We like to think so. Indeed. Now, Donald Trump has this to say. Andrew McCabe, fired. You're fired. Exactly. You have to, no, you have to do the accent. You're fired. Hikari, <laughs> <laughs> if you can take that one, please. I cannot. <laughs> okay. Well, Donald Trump states Andrew McCabe, fired. A great day for the hardworking men and women of the FBI. A great day for democracy. Thank you, Monius. James Comey was his boss and made McCabe look like a choir boy. He mm. knew all about the lies and corruption going on at the highest levels of the FBI. Mm. In his statement, Session, Jeff Sessions, Attorney General, or right? Is the Attorney General, if I remember correctly? Same, I, th I believe so. Think so. After an extensive and fair investigation, and according to Department of Justice procedure, the Department Office of Inspector General provided its report on allegations of misconduct by Andrew McCabe to the FBI's Office of Professional Responsibility, as known as the OPR. The FBI's OPR then reviewed the report and underlying documents, issued a disciplinary proposal recommending the dismissal of Mr. McCabe. Both the OIG and the FBI OPR reports concluded that Mr. McCabe had made an unauthorized disclosure to news media and lacked candor, including under oath on multiple occasions. Oh, good grief. The statement continued. Now, the FBI expects every employee to adhere to the higher standard of honesty, integrity, and accountability. As the OPR proposal stated, all FBI employees know that lacking candor under oath results in dismissal and that our integrity is our brand, Session says. Mm. Pursuant to Department Order 1202 and based on the report of the Inspector General, the findings of the FBI Office of Professional Responsibility, and the recommendation of the department's senior career official, I have terminated the employment of Andrew McCabe mm. effective immediately. Ouch. The session statement stated. Well, he's out wow. of a job. Yep, and he's not retiring. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay. Now, one of McCabe's statements here, which I found found interesting, uh, the OIG's focus on me and this report became a part of an, an unprecedented effort by the administration, driven by the president himself, to remove me from my position, destroy my reputation. I'm sorry, you did that to yourself. Right? We didn't destroy your reputation. The president destroyed your reputation. You chose to lie and... Do things you knew were against your policy. Plot twist. <laughs> it's just crazy. Well, oh. oh man. So he, so to kind of summarize, so he basically, I guess, what had information that he withheld and then misrepresented that information. Um, just before he was going to retire then basically is how this plays out sounds like i'm trying to yeah, understand that that's, that that's about it i mean he leaked information to the media which he was not supposed to do that's against policy and mm. against the law mm. <laughs> according to their and also line other oath basically <sighs> um from what i understand one of the incidents was was all about the fisa uh report fisa report yes trying, yeah uh, the, that entire thing was just a bunch of hogwash, and he supported it, and he knew it was a bunch of hogwash. Now, of course, McCabe is still denying any wrongdoing. 
Mm-hmm. He still doesn't think he did anything wrong. Right. Which, of course, uh, people in jail, they always say, well, People always like to say that they never did anything wrong. It's like, come on. Just please. We you just, you know. Bunch of twaddle. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know. <laughs> Uh, Hikari, Hikari, uh, what what do you think? Listening to all of this, I know you're in a different. I know you're from Ireland originally, um, but I mean, just as as someone who's not part of this country, how does this look to you? Listening to all of this craziness, I don't know. It's it's weird. America's a weird place. That it is. Yeah, yeah. It, basically, I, I uh, what, yeah, I have no what part of the world are you the, from? I'm in Ireland. Ireland. Okay. Let's say, uh, I, I don't know, you have police chiefs, I'm assuming. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> let, let's say yeah, you, the, have, the you is... have your police chief and then you have your deputy that's right under them. They're like the second in command. Or in our country, kind of like the president and then the vice president. But this is kind of like the FBI. Uh, McCabe's basically the vice president, so to speak and in charge of this huge organization called the yeah, FBI. I got, I got that much. But yeah. the, the problem with the FBI is that the nature of it, we don't have a huge amount of background of what else McCabe has done. Um, so I don't know. This is the first I've heard about it. Hmm. Other, than, other than the thought that he was going to be fired. Other than that, I'd never heard his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, you no, know, a lot of us uh, wouldn't have heard his name if it, they hadn't put themselves in the limelight, so to speak. Uh, yes. So, I mean, it it kind of gets frustrating after a while the the amount of like constant corruption that just just ultimately just keeps getting larger and larger and larger, and you're just kind of like, why? Like, why? What purpose? I mean, yes, we all have personal agendas. I get it, but like. To go the lengths to the point of costing you your job. That's is not. This the, is this the same FBI guy that um, that was investigating Trump? Or was I, that a, a different one? one? Of them. Uh, James Comey was is basically from understanding McCabe's was McCabe's boss, and uh, James so they Comey both was been one fired. of the, Okay. Yeah. Oh no! I mean, yeah. I mean, James Comey was fired. Not too long ago. I mean, it was just McCabe yeah, was closely in line towards the end of last year, I think. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's crazy, and there's going to be even more people getting in trouble. And at some point, from what I understand, you no, know, it's it's not going to be enough that people are just getting fired from their jobs. They're actually thinking about actual criminal charges to where these people might actually be spending time in jail. <laughs> And I mean, at the end of Trump's term, there's just not going to be any FBI left, is there? <laughs> no, the, there, there is going to be FBI left, but the hope is that the new people that take the positions are going to take their jobs a little more seriously and not be as crooked. Though, as we all know, I mean, anybody can be, yeah, anybody can go go subject of corruption, no matter if they're. I mean, they could start out fine, suddenly like where they are, and then suddenly flip, you know, flip tables, be like, oh, never mind. I, you know, I enjoyed being a peaceable person, but now I'm going to cause trouble because personal agenda once again, as usual. So now, um, I am. I'm going to throw one extra thing in. Uh, this particular page where I got this information from, there was a video at the top. That uh, uh, played automatically. Yes. Which, 
which basically was talking about how Trump is is has been firing a lot of people and re- hiring new people to take people's spots. They're all like, "Oh, there this is there is turmoil in the White House because Trump keeps firing people and then hiring new people to take their spots. No other president has done this so often as Trump." But thing is, he's running the White House like a business. In a business, people get fired and new people come in. I mean, it's like a revolving door in businesses because they want to make sh- they they want to keep picking new people until they get it right. I personally think yeah, he's and- doing exactly what a businessman does. And some of these people who have been in office, for example, and Gershon, you posted this on Facebook about a couple weeks ago. I did see that post where you uh, posted about that uh, a president can only serve two terms, as I recall. And then, but yes. you look at politicians and other people of power, and they sell, they uh, serve multiple terms without uh, any repercussions of them being in long term office and stuff. And so, in a way. To kind of have some, uh, what I'm going to call, uh, quote unquote, fresh new leadership of sorts in or in very important organizations such as the FBI. This is actually kind of healthy for our country, mm-hmm. even though it may look kind of controversial because, oh my gosh, you know, to them, we're firing people, but in a good way, it's like you have to kind of prune the castle, you know, and, and like get things, you know, rearranged so that they, they work functionally. It works where you're supposed to. Yeah. Well, see, another thing is a, a lot of the time, when somebody got into a government position, they were pretty much set. They didn't have to worry about getting fired. I mean, that's kind of how it's, how it's been. I mean, it was rare to see somebody get fired. So they yeah. really didn't care sometimes about doing their job because they're like, hey, I'm getting paid anyway. So who cares if I actually do my job? Right. But now that, you know, Trump's in there like, hey, if you don't do your job, guess what? You're yeah. out. It's going to make them think twice before they decide to just sit back, relax, and do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, Hikari, a, a thoughts on this at all? Do you have any more? See, the problem with this sort of thing is that I have to sort of approach it um, for, as an outsider, but as well, like, I, I normally wouldn't touch America politics with a, with a 50-foot barge pole because that is, <laughs> that is a terrifying uh, topic. I agree. I completely understand. Yes. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, if he feels like this is what he needs to be done, then it's what needs to be done. And, and unfortunately, you know, each president is allowed to run their terms and policies as they see fit. And apparently this is how Trump has seen fit. So, mm-hmm. but without out of the way, uh, we're going to head and move right along down the article train. And again, this looks like another story from Gertrand. If you would be so kind to take this. Okay. One. So, U.S. Army tanks getting futuristic shields to destroy incoming threats. The U.S. Army M1 Abrams tanks are being upgraded with a sort of an invisible shield to destroy incoming anti-tank missiles and other threats before reaching the tank. Known as Trophy, this cutting-edge technology will provide M1 Abrams tanks with 360-degree protection from Threats. Mm. Since the 1950s, the Army has been determined to give tanks something called active protective protection systems. Mm. The goal of these sorts of systems is to stop incoming projectiles before they even reach the tank, creating a sort of invisible shield around them, which I think is a great idea. Star Considering- Trek, here we come. <laughs> exactly. Oh, boy. Now. Yeah, that's that's the problem with this uh, article, Nick. 
when it says, you know, tanks get futuristic shields, my mind is automatically going to like a massive force field surrounding the tank. You know, right? <laughs> Indeed. Star Trek, Star Wars, it all works. Right. Now, several relevant militaries have already equipped some of their tanks with active protection systems. Russia is one country that has been aggressively ramping up their tanks and other assets with active protective protection systems like Trophy. They've also armed them with deep arsenal of anti-armor weapons that can seriously damage or destroy the target tank in spite of its armor. Mm. In the U.S., in addition to the iconic Abram tanks, the Army is upgrading a number of other combat vehicles. The Abram M1A2 SEP V3. That's is a long name. By, I know, right? They like their long names. Mm. Provide a significant improvement. This latest version of Abrams delivers a better whole armor and turrets. They also nice. feature enhanced radio systems and power generation amongst other enhancements. Oh. I just have one question. Do these tanks, is this, uh, is this, is this upgrade a uh, microtransaction? Mm, possibly. <clears throat> EA, possibly. sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have it's, one. It's, through, it's through loot boxes. Oh! So maybe. Maybe you get the trophy system or maybe you just get a dongle. Right. Yeah, like you either get the you either get a nice, you know, force field, or you get like a hat for the tank. <laughs> right. It's gonna be great. Uh, so, um. Now, now, some of you might be wondering, what is a trophy? I'm talking about this trophy system, and it's an achievement. A tr trophy get has won an Oscar. Yes. Yeah, Congratulations, exactly. tank. Hey. Hey. You won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, well, sorry. The Trophy Active Protection System, a.k.a. Windbreaker, gives tanks 360 degrees coverage. The system includes four antennas and two rotating launchers mounted on the tank. If an enemy launches a weapon, like an anti-tank missile, at a U.S. Army tank protected with Trophy, radar or sensors recognize and locate the incoming threat. Tracking radar identifies what kind of threat has been launched at the tank and distinguishes a rocket from an anti-tank missile, for example. Mm. Trophy instantaneously works out where the weapon would strike. If the missile will strike the tank, then it swings into action and protects the soldiers. Very cool. Uh, I, this reminds me of an article that we took, um, we talked about, I don't know, perhaps a month or two ago. Uh, it was talking about lasers. And um, I love the fact that um, <laughs> Kari in the chat <laughs> Um, uh, we, we, they were talking about laser technology and I, I am once again blown away by how quickly technology has been advancing over the last several months. Uh, yeah. any, you know, anything from laser focused technology to now shield generators, essentially, essentially these are shield generators for tanks. And what better place to put them than on a tank? Now I'm waiting for the aircraft carrier or like aircraft fighter jets to have uh, shields, you know, around them and stuff. So that's very cool. The only downside that I see is the fact that, we, that this is public knowledge, and our enemies are probably reading this information. So now they know what to do. Well, you know, I mean, just saying. What if it's just for bragging rights? I think could be for bragging rights. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, I mean, they would have found out we eventually. don't know about. Yeah, true. Anyway, 
really the the important question is when when are we invading Mars? <laughs> when are we invading Mars? <laughs> we set the car up. And that was that was grand and all there. So next next stage is of course send the tank up. <laughs> send it towards Mars with the crew on board. Couple good shots. We'll take out Mars. And Mars is gonna pay for him. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Uh, no, but I mean, honestly, like this is actually, this is really cool. Honestly, um, that this is this is becoming a thing that we are that weapons technology has gotten that um, that large. Now, uh, unfortunately, of course, this is obviously used for a weapon of war. Uh, positive things I could think of is perhaps think of a uh, natural disaster of some sort where you could use like force field type shields to protect whole cities perhaps if i don't know there must have been some kind of weird natural asteroid. disaster an asteroid for example mm-hmm. um or if even if our enemies decide to attack us at our home front you know imagine putting up like a whole like sky like you know shield system that you know if you remember mm-hmm. the scene from stargate atlantis they had the big yeah. ancient chair with the shield to go over you the know. entire city that's what that would remind me of atlantis yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that'd be cool. And welcome, Zanabu, to the show. This is the Morning Metro Evening Edition. Um, Hikari, or any, or Gertrude, any other thoughts about, about this? You know, as technology gets better and better, I honestly think you know, it won't be too long until we start seeing actual Star Trek-based technology. I can't wait till teleporters. I'm still waiting for the teleporters. That is the biggest one I'm definitely waiting for. That in um, Star Trek like uh, uh, medicine and and, and, uh, medical system, basically, is what I'm. Yeah, I'm still. That's going to be amazing. You're sick? Here. See? Better. Doctor gave me a new kidney! It only took them five seconds. Ah, yes. Um. <laughs> the, the text with this oh that's that's hilarious thank you akari um but anyway yeah that would be that would be that's gonna be pretty great and actually this is a good segue to our uh next article talking about bitcoins um bitcoins win over small business to cut credit card fees and this is apparently an article that i wrote actually so let's see if i can do this foxnewsbusiness.com report is saying the cryptocurrency craze has spread to small businesses like uh, rancho fresco mexican grill a restaurant in med Medistro, California, that began accepting. Thank you, Mesto, California, that began accepting Bitcoin as payment about a year ago. Um, Let's see. Bitcoin offers specific benefits to businesses and its bottom line. It spares uh, Rancho Fresco from paying credit card fees that can total three thousand each month. My gosh! Wow, that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is that is absolutely that is absolutely ridiculous. Um. Anyway, uh, no owner, and, uh, and, uh, owner Ismail Can Karav. I can't even pronounce this man. How do you pronounce this man? Last man's uh, this owner Ismail Kovarbias. Kovarbias, I believe. I told Fox Kovar-Bias. Forty in Santa Monica. It definitely helps because if someone pays a Bitcoin, pays in Bitcoin, I don't have to pay any more. Uh, any, I don't have to pay anyone anything of that bitcoin it goes directly to my business he said so far only a few customers take advantage of payment option each week uh 
Kara Bias said not 85% of payments come from credit cards. Uh, the restaurant is just the latest uh, small business to welcome Bitcoin payments from customers. For instance, a growing list of restaurants and uh, of restaurants and in Dallas and New York City have begun accepting Bitcoin, according to uh, New York Magazine. Larger companies are also jumping into the mix. Uh, Tillman Fertati. For Tata, uh, the CEO uh, restaurant a group Laundries told money that uh, told money that his company is exploring the idea of Bitcoin payments at entrees such as wait eateries. E- eateries. Thank you. I don't know why I'm reading this wrong. Eateries such as uh, Rainforest Cafe and Morton's uh, Morton's a Steakhouse. Uh, Overstock.com became the first major retailer to accept Bitcoin in 2014. Expedia allows travelers to book hotel rooms using Bitcoin, and Microsoft customers can use Bitcoin to add money to their accounts when buying games, movies, and other digital products. Hmm. Um, And there's some other information here. While more businesses are giving Bitcoin a test run, critics have questioned whether the world's largest cryptocurrency will gain widespread acceptance as a trusted form of payment. Um, and of course, you know, we've already had Bitcoin once as it is collapse because of inflation uh, back in early 2000 because so many people were mining it um, uh, uh, and, and such. So it's, um, you know, I while Bitcoin seems like interesting in, in concept, um, I don't know if it's really something we should still be accepting like, you know, widespread or, or not. Uh, gentlemen, thoughts, please. I don't envy the person that has to deal with those transactions because like, you know, if they come into the shop and you know, whatever they buy is worth 0.0000001, like one, four, right. Then by the time they leave the shop, it's changed. So it's now worth, you know, whatever zero, zero, 18. Right. Something like that. Mm. And then it just gets really confusing, really angry. Mm-hmm. Bitcoins. Mm. Mm. They they need to stay on Twitch. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's bits. That's just Twitch bits. But yes. Hey, hey, think Bitcoin uh, bits. Well, bit, well, a bit on Twitch is one cent. It's not a Bitcoin. It's actually a cent. So it's actually actual money. Well, well, Bitcoins. I mean, seriously. Come on. Really. No, no, I will I mean, never use bitcoins. I I, yeah, I because because I feel like that it's it's a digital currency. It's not based off of something like a now originally, obviously, the U.S. dollar used to be based off of gold, and we were when we were taking off the gold standard, um, mm-hmm. the value of our money has of course gone down. Inflation has now gone up, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So you know now that that's a thing, obviously. Our money is probably no more worth, has no more worth than perhaps a Bitcoin has itself. But at least as far as physical money, it could still be based off of something. It still represents some yeah. kind of value. And one Bitcoin actually equals $7,801.32. As of right now, as of, as as of, of, 20, right now. As of 2018. As of 2018. And I'm looking at the the record here of the well, it's actually a chart here, and it showed that you know it peaked in 2018, but it's now it's sharply going down. I think it was at some point 20,000 or just under. Hmm. Yeah. 
I'm looking at it in euros one second. Okay, so this will be interesting to see how it looks in euros for uh, Hikari since he's in a different country. Euros. Uh, Euro is $6,344.34. Well, I meant euros, not dollars. But yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, Bitcoin has been such a... such an interesting... um topic recently it's been it's it feels like it feels tre- it feels more like it's trendy than something that i would actually seriously consider putting my time yeah. in it feels more like a trendy and, thing and you see really only rich people would actually be able to use and mean use this i mean come on one bit you can more. buy it in whatever uh division of it you want like you can buy zero point you know then 16 o's one if you wanted to Mm. Us people with OCD that have to have a solid number uh, before I get it, I would have to have one Bitcoin. That would be my goal. And I'm sorry, but I don't well, know you. I don't got seven thousand. I'm never. I'm never not gonna hate Bitcoin because I sold mine when it was worth like six hundred, and uh, and then it went a little bit insane. And uh, yeah, that was fun. Uh, and I also would like to say too that um, you know when you look at how Bitcoin is actually mined, obviously by using GPUs, uh, there's actual dedicated boxes for mining Bitcoin. Uh, TechQuickie and and Lions Tech Tips have have covered this uh, particular subject numerous times. Um, you know the fact that it's a currency that you mine. It's sort of it's it's like Bitcoin, as I think as somebody described it, is like the gold rush of you know several years ago when they discovered there was gold in the in the mountains and everything, and then everybody went berserk, and then something happened and just you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I don't know somehow the idea of mining a currency versus one that has been established for for as long as I, anybody can really remember. Um, now I understand that a lot of people said that like Bitcoin is is de uh de decentralized as I recall, so it's not based off of any like one particular like standard of thing. It's just, it is a thing you can use it literally universally anywhere in any country without having to do any conversions. Uh, whether you're converting your, your U.S. dollars to euros or um, the yen or anything like that and stuff, so I can understand. Why people want to go for it is just that, like, if it's if you've already had a once inflation once already for Bitcoin, I would hate to have it, use it, and then one day find it's not worth anything. Whereas at least with the dollar, the U.S. dollar, it's still something that is of some value of some sort. So that is basically, you know, what's what feels sketchy to me for this. I don't know. Am, am I crazy? What do you guys think? I don't know. I, I'm just looking. Go ahead, Akari. No, I was just gonna say that the big problem with it is that it's such a new thing that hasn't really been done before, and that you have to make the comparisons like, oh, it's 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 like you know, gold was. It's like whatever it was. But really, like the comparisons are kind of pointless because it isn't like anything that we've had before. Yeah. Like there's there's no point in making comparisons. There's just there are things like that. Uh, Good if point. I was smart. Last year, this time, uh, March nineteenth, last year, a Bitcoin was worth one thousand and seventeen dollars, roughly. And if mm-hmm. I was smart, I would have gone ahead, bought myself 
one singular Bitcoin and then waited until, and let me get the date on here, December 16th of 2017, when Bitcoin was, when one Bitcoin was worth $19,000. That's still a substantial gamble, though. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not even a case of being smart. It's a case of being incredibly lucky. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm looking at the chart right now, the more and more having chart, time it, travel. <laughs> it, is, it is going down. So, honestly, I don't think Bitcoins are going to do anything. I think it was a fad. And here, here in a couple years, it's just going to be off the table. Hmm. Possible. Possible. I don't think so. There's enough, um, there's enough incentive for Bitcoin to work that I don't think it will die off. Now, unfortunately, a lot of that incentive is really shady, but I don't think it's going to die off partly just because of that, because it's completely untraceable. Hmm. Okay. Are we saying that the criminal organizations will be the ones to use Bitcoin? Sure. Yeah. Sure. They're going to they're gonna save the planet by getting us all on Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> I like to point to a comment here in chat. Uh, Enderwolf says, uh, Bitcoins equals disguised lottery. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm. See, the problem is I'm, I've not been super uh, active at the whole cryptocurrency thing. Like, as far as currency, I recently found out that I can pay for things with my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the where mm-hmm. you tap your phone. Uh, I had no idea of this, and I had it for, like, four years. <laughs> That's surprising for to me, Hakari, considering the fact that you are the mo- one of the most uh, techie people that I know, beside Gertrude here, actually. So I'm kind of surprised that, like, four years later, you discovered that your phone has uh, tap and pay. Well, I didn't know it was in this country yet. Oh, that's understandable. Oh, okay. Yeah. That okay. Then that yes. In that case, okay, I can make an allowance for the fact that that yeah. Okay, fair enough. Normally, we get things like five years later. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't even get the iPhone until a year after it came out. Wow, that's crazy. We we only got the three G, you know. <laughs> hmm. Nuts. Well, moving on down the article train, and just another example of companies selling information, PayPal. The 600 companies PayPal shares with your, uh, with your, uh, shares, shares your data with. One of the uh, efforts of the GDPR, the new uh, EU General Data Protection Regulation, that is a long name, is... It's also horrible. Oh, really? A lot of work has to go into like a bunch of companies. Like pretty much, you have to keep now like a a record of something. I think it's like seven years or something. And you have to complete. You have to get complete records of your company for the last seven years. Um. So any sort of data loss is completely catastrophic. Now. Oh wow. Um. So in this particular very short article, actually. Um, is that we're all going to be learning a lot more about who collects our data and what they do with it. Consider PayPal that just released a list of over 600 companies that share customer data with. Here's a good uh, visualization of that data. So I brought up the article, and I had to zoom in because it was very, very, very small print. Um, because, yeah, you know, it was just about 
Because, you know, as if we weren't, like, you know, like, blind enough as it is. Oh, gosh. Um, so, you know, the classic customer service um, outsourcing, financial products, commercial partnerships, marketing and public relations, you know, optional services, group companies, etc. These are the these are the kind of things that PayPal shares with and stuff. And then to go further along, there is a list of third uh, third. Uh, third uh, list of third companies other than PayPal customers with whom personal information may be shared. And it's a very, very long... I'm not going to go through this whole long list because it's actually several pages long. And in fact, it is so long that the little scroll butt icon is actually very, very tiny. It would take forever to go through all of it. But I will just ba- basically briefly scrub through that. But while I do all this all this scrolling, um, I mean, like... Should this really surprise us anymore that companies just constantly share all this data? I mean, like, why is, again, another one of the concepts of why is this now coming out when they've been doing it for years kind of a concept? We've talked about this on the show. Thoughts? You know, everybody knows that companies share information. I mean, it's 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 a given now. And heck, they have assigned all these sort of contracts before even doing it. Even games have their big ULA that we have to sign terms of services and whatnot. And I bet you about 95% of the people that go ahead and check the box saying, I agree, haven't even read the whole thing. I don't read the whole thing. I mean, I'd gamble 99, 99 or higher. I don't think anyone reads it. Exactly. So, I mean, I bet you every single company that has any sort of internet access at all, and even probably most of the companies that don't have internet access share our information regardless. I mean, right now, stream right now on discord if we if we took the video out and the whole twitch streaming thing off what we're talking about right now on discord is probably being recorded somewhere mm-hmm. and being shared i mean uh, if anything obviously it's being shared up to twitch because there are, we have viewers in chat obviously hello love disney to the, um welcome to the show as well uh, in the chat um but like yeah like i mean it's kind of like i I worry about data collection, but then it's like at the same time I I don't. Here here's my philosophies behind this. Google has been doing data collection ever mm-hmm. since probably Google's been around. I mean, they had to design their algorithm to know what websites were on the internet. That is a form of data sharing. Okay. Then they, you know, had to then they came up with their own phone and their own operating system and that had services. That is also data sharing. And then uh-huh. Apple came along. Uh, of course, Apple's been along longer than Google, obviously, historically, te- technologically, historically speaking. Um, then Apple comes along and they have their cloud, their iCloud services and everybody was okay with that. And then Microsoft came on Windows 10 and everybody flipped. But then I sat to my, but then I sat and thought to myself, but wait, they've been doing it for years. That's true. Or Microsoft. And see, and again, like, I don't, like, again, this this goes back to the concept of why is this suddenly now an issue? Again, unless, go ahead. The problem is that it's gotten, like, it wouldn't really have been an issue if it was, you know, if it wasn't used to try and sell us stuff. But you're hearing about people talking about something and then seeing, you know, talking about something face-to-face and then seeing an ad for that thing, the, you know, whatever obscure thing, the next day on their Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it's gotten really creepy now. Well, That's why people now care. 
Well, an example of this actually is, um, and uh, this kind of is an interesting point. I, I, there's been instances where I have used my. Okay, I was, for example, I was looking at my mixer board on Amazon for before I bought it. Went to Guitar Center, bought it, brought it home, set it up. Okay, I've had this thing for a couple, a good part of a couple weeks. What I noticed was interesting. Okay, now I use Google Chrome generally. Um, except for when I'm streaming, I use Firefox because it's a lighter load on my on my operating system. Um, but I generally use Chrome, and uh, you know I have an Amazon account. So Amazon, you know, looks at what you look at and everything, and you know they send you weekly emails, which is, which I always end up deleting anyway. Um, but there was an instance where I had uh, Chrome on my phone, and I'm visiting a website that is completely unrelated to shopping. And all of a sudden, I see an advertisement for the Yamaha MG10XU mixer board that I just bought a couple weeks ago. And I sat, I sat and thought to myself, that is creepy that I looked at this on Amazon, and now, like, this is, um, uh, like, that's, um, you know, that that's... That they that they know all that and are able to punch it literally everywhere you go and you didn't even ask them to do it and they did anyway. Um and I yeah. see there's some memeing going on in the Discord chat, apparently. <laughs> um but yeah, so when your parents ask where all the RAM went, there's a picture of people with Google Chrome on their on their uh, the Google Chrome logo on their face. That's hilarious. Um anyway, so um, have you guys ever experienced the whole, like, you know, we know what you were looking at and here's, you know, here's a, here's some products for you, for us to sell to you, gentlemen, any, any instances of this? Oh, all, all the time. All the time. In fact, fact, um, I, I'm trying I just, my best. I uh, continue. Uh, I'm trying my best to go ahead and, uh, and like get myself away from services that, uh, that do take your data for whatever reason. But it's really difficult, considering that everyone is doing it now. So, like, uh, it's next to impossible to to actually get off of all that without mm-hmm. just getting off the internet altogether. Yeah, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, Which as a con- scary. and unfortunately as a content creator, I can't. You know, I even I have to figure out how to. I have to figure out how to market myself, and I have to be a. Not only a a friend entertainer, but also a product in a way, which is terrible. So I have to market myself, which is you know part of being an entrepreneur of sorts. So, you know, I again, I understand business people have to get paid, business have to get paid. Um, and actually, this is this is going to be a beautiful segue. Honestly, I love how the show just unintentionally segues. It's great. Um, but. You know, it's 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 annoying that like this this has just been a widely accepted. We are actually oh, we are desensitized to this, and then it gets even worse when we realize that government entities have ways of infiltrating our um our computers, you know, unknowingly and stuff. Um, so you know, it just it just continually gets progressively worse, and it's just like, oh my gosh, why do we even talk about this anymore? It's just basically a thing. You know, so, um, but speaking of things that are a thing and companies that are too giant for their own good, uh, Toys R Us going out of business. Wait, I have some sad violin music. Hold on.
The real yeah. sad story here is why are all these articles really tiny? I still can't see it. <laughs> uh, see, I can see a fine. I'm on my, I'm on my like 30 inch screen, so I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm good. I have a, like 20s, 20s. I'm running native 4K. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, um, Akari's been kind of the extra com, the uh, extra voice in this here. D- would you like to take this particular article? I know you. I don't know if you have Toys R Us in Ireland or not, or if you ever did. Do you want to take this I or should? I don't believe we ever did. All right, then I will have to actually I take have this. No context for this article. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, All I mean, right. Uh, I I want to throw in there. We did, or we did. We did on the stream last night call out to Toys yes. R Us and talk yes. to one of their representatives. <laughs> Four hundred words a minute. <laughs> yeah. Although that was Amazon. Toys R Us was great. We called Amazon lit then. And it was like this. Because... Yeah. <laughs> I did like how they were like trying to sell their services to Midway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, um, but unfortunately, yes, the the classic toy store, Toys R Us, and also believe the Babies R Us, um, is unfortunately going out of business, um, which is absolutely horrible. Um, they're closing. See the in, Gen- in January, Toys R Us announced uh, plans to close up to 182 stores in its U. Uh, in- of its U.S. stores, including 11 in New Jersey, it began long, uh, began out uh, going out of business sales at those stores in February. In the weeks that followed an, uh, the announcement, <clears throat> excuse me, reports from sur- uh, sources about the retailer's situation got progressively worse. With insiders saying that the vendors were not being paid and that employees were worried about the company couldn't meet its payroll. Ooh. Apparently, it sounds like mismanagement, actually, similar to what NCIX happened in Canada, actually. Uh, Toys R Us is a, um, is a nostalgic favorite, even as many shoppers moved on to Amazon and huge chains like Walmart. Uh, plans to close up 100... Okay, that's from the... All right, that's just a little snippet here. Uh, for most of its 70-year history... That's amazing for a store to be around 70 years. Toys R Us mm. was the company that put uh, other toy chains out of business. It outlasted KB Toys, Zanny Brainy, Noodle, uh, Noodle Kadoodle. It bought and later sold FAO Sh- uh, Sh- Schwartz, which I'm not sure what that is actually, uh, but it lasted on its uh, laurels for too long, missing the sea change that Amazon was bringing to the retail uh, industry, and ultimately it was felled by many of the same problems plaguing other traditional retail chains. Too many stores, too large and outdated for digital age. Uh, Coupled with the more uh, singular problem of a mountain of debt that has struggled to pay back. Wow, that is are that they, sounds. Are they only closing the U.S. stores? Uh, I do not they know. They have a substantial number in the U.K. I think. Um, I actually don't know. Agurchan uh, is looking it up, but um, this, but um, the part about. Oh. They're closing both all U.S. and U.K. stores. Ouch. Looks like they're closing down every Toys R Us store all around. And by the way, you would ask what the FAO source was. Uh, That was founded in 1862, and it was the oldest toy store in the United States. Ah, okay. Um, It is interesting, actually... 
Um, apparently, Toys R Us, uh, Toys R Us, uh, shud- uh, sh- uh, shuttered. <sighs> Shell. I mean, I wish. I love when I cannot read. It's great. Um, well, basically, there were dozens of stores uh, sh- uh, that had been, I guess, shut down or such. Um, with to deal with close to five billion dollars in debt that resulted from leverage beyond two thousand five. Um. So apparently the debt and, again, as I mentioned earlier, the digital age and not being able to keep up with uh, stores like Amazon and stuff was was ultimately what brought the company down. And actually, um, very similar, as I mentioned earlier, NCIX.com in Canada also had the same relative issue where they had a lot of... Uh, an overexplosion of U.S. Uh, Canadian and U.S. stores. In fact, actually, one of the uh, it, there's a video about it on Linus Tech Tips channel and one of their episodes of the WAN show where they talked about the sort of the inside, uh, the insiders look of of the show or not the show of the of this of uh, the the company. Um, and apparently, at one point, uh, NCIX had stores had five stores in one singular central location. Which is ridiculous. I mean, and apparently the population was actually very small in that particular area. Um, but that's it's it's just interesting to see the similarities. Or I don't really have a point. I just think that's just interesting. Um, thoughts, guys, on this, if you would, if you have any. I remember going to Toys R Us when I was a kid. I as do I, and it was great. It was a fun place to go. That's where you went to Christmas shopping and whatnot. But you know, now I I see people going to Walmart and going on Amazon, buying their toys online, and uh, and I can see why Toys R Us dropped is because of all these other massive companies coming in and doing what Toys R Us did, but on a lower price scale and on a more mass output and ease to get to. I mean. It's sad, but it's just kind of the way things are. Yeah, that is. Um, I remember going to Toys R Us myself as a kid. That's where I always went to bought a, a new Lego set, actually. And I actually saw some of those original Lego sets that I bought at Toys R Us um, in a drawer oh. here. Um, and actually, um, speaking of just sort of places uh, that are going, sort of were going out of business, uh, the mall that Toys R Us was probably formerly located at, that even that particular mall, like this is this to get to give you an idea. There's actual, there's an actual mall location near me where there used to be literal like I don't know thirty odd stores or more in one area that the entire. Like, like I have a photo of this, but there's there's a uh, like whole rows of sections where there are no stores and vacant areas, and the only thing sitting there is Toys R Us and the Vitamin World Store and something else, and that's basically that's what's sitting left in this mall, and it's just it's just a real comment, it's just a real visual commentary of how much online store and online shopping has literally affected the physical buildings that once represented products that you would buy physically it's really substantial honestly and pretty disappointing it's similar to um what was the 
it was like a VHS rental place that you know eventually blockbuster. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have that here, but we had you know similar companies doing the same thing. Yeah. They all went out of business for essentially the same reason that Mm -hmm. okay, I don't really want to get off the couch. Oh, here's fifteen devices that I can just use to to do exactly the same thing. And it's pretty much the same thing, you know. You just order it in right to your door, you know? Mm -hmm. Especially with uh, Amazon Prime next day and stuff. And I am going to point out here that uh, you you were talking about malls. Yes. Malls are also going out of style. Yeah. They're they're closing down. I still love a good mall, though. I really do. I'm retro. Malls are great, but they're going out of business. Yeah. There are not many malls out there that are still thriving. I mean, you have malls that are open, but no malls that are truly thriving you kind of have to if malls do stay around you kind of have to then redefine what is their purpose for them being there because they have to stay relevant in some way shape or form and you know granted there are some some companies that just they don't have an online store they just that they are a physical store and sometimes you can only get but here's here's what's the like most frustrating thing about online shopping is that there are certain products, and I can realize this, there are certain products that you that you would use to be able to get in a physical store that you can't find, sometimes can't find online, or you go to a physical store and say, like, I know there's a particular type of cereal that I would want, but that company stopped selling the cereal because somebody up in the upper chain echelon said, no, we're not going to sell this particular type of cereal anymore, and then I have to go to Amazon um or i think alibaba is the other is the european version i think of amazon or is another it's the uh the asian version of of amazon i believe you have to go to one of those two places more likely amazon uh to get the product that you want and i just go on as the guy on the phone whenever you called amazon as he (laughs) said amazon is the european version of amazon they're everywhere they're listening. They're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. Except they're not in Ireland. Thanks, Amazon. What? Amazon's <laughs> wait. Amazon's not in Ireland. No, we have to buy from the UK store, but we can't have like Amazon Prime or anything like that. So we have to wait like a week for anything we buy off there. Oh my oh, gosh, that's ridiculous. It's that's ridiculous. Like, you know, it, it's a real tragedy. You got a little quiet, Hikari. Mind if you bring your mic closer? Um. <laughs> No, not like that. Not like a radio <laughs> voice there. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that is that is just really... I'm sorry, Amazon. I'm... Or not Amazon. I'm sorry. Wow, brain. I'm programmed to say Amazon. I'm sorry, Toys R Us. We love you. You were amazing. Let's have a round of applause for Toys R Us really quick. I didn't really know you, but you seem kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that uncle that everybody told you about. It was really, really cool. <laughs> Did all these great things, but you never got to meet him, but you still looked up to him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Might have seen a picture every now and then. Just like, oh, that's what he looks like. All right. Yep. Um, and I guess sort of thinking, uh, and, and unfortunately also the bad part is that is now a lot more people out of out of work, too. Um, which is, you know, not really, you know, that's frustrating too. So they're out of work. So I, I feel for them. So and it was going so well. I know, right? Uh, but I mean, if they were having trouble with payroll stuff too, I mean, that's that is pretty substantial. 
Mm. Yeah. You know, because it said in the article that was one of their issues was payroll and not for them not be able to. So apparently, it's not that they uh, it's not that they necessarily got bought out or couldn't sustain themselves. It's that because they made poor financial choices is what it sounds like it from the article. So, although on, at the same time, it could just be completely just lack of business. Yeah, it could have been too. You no, know, like it could just be like, okay, I could go to Toys R Us where it'd be crowded and whatever, or I could just search what I'm looking for and have it tomorrow. True. So it could, it could have been a combination of, of things essentially. So, but that is what it is. Uh, we're gonna ahead and move down the article train, and I see it's gonna be an extended episode of TMN, but that's perfectly fine because you you guys never get sick of hearing us, right? Uh, a 68 year old woman catches a hundred and. 30 pound monster wait i have to do this monster fish on a casual trip sorry um (laughs) when uh and i'm gonna have to hopefully say her name uh when 60 year old uh sue elcott ventured out on a deep sea fishing trip to keep her son company she probably wasn't expecting to reel in a 130 pound monster uh fish bigger than herself and the the photos of this are really substantial it's crazy um during an early morning uh uh, excursion excursion while visiting her son uh simon and his wife uh michelle uh at their uh, Perth, Australia home, uh, El- Elcock told the son she felt a tug on her line and she knew it. she caught a fair-sized fish. Oh, yeah, fair size. Uh, the petite English woman said she was shocked as, she, as its sheer size as it emerged from the ocean off the coast of uh, Lanseal. I think as they pronounced the... the the area uh, there's actually a video here i don't know if i can i don't know if this is actually the video for catching it let's see here if we if we could you got on there mate what do you reckon you got good one look at the size of it that's what you that's what you get when you have two beers in the morning Oh, wow. That's that's amazing as she reeled it in. After 20 minutes of reeling, her son and their fellow passengers hauled in the giant bass grouper measuring 5 feet 4 inches long, 2, inch, two inches bigger than El- Elcock herself, the son noted. I just couldn't believe the size of it when it uh, when it reared its head out of the water. It was the size of a sofa. <laughs> uh, Simon is a, is an experienced sea angler, and I have been out with him before. And uh, when I have been visiting uh, he and Michelle, she divulged of uh, of the catch, which she made uh, with a forty nine uh, year old Sun Electric. Sun's electric reel. The biggest fish I've caught before was a snapper about a foot long, and when this one took the bait at the bottom of the tug on the line, it didn't seem much. Um, so someone's it's okay. Hell of a line. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, let's see. There's some more. Uh, someone That's set a big eyeball. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the eyeball. That is huge. I now I've, I've got to ask. I've got to ask. Did did she do catch and release? Or did she keep that I don't know. Let me see. Let's while. see if she if it says um 
It doesn't, it doesn't quite, let's see. It doesn't appear that she, that she, they, they said whether or not she kept it or not. Um, but she, but noted as saying though, once in a lifetime catch Sue, great job. Uh, one Facebook fan, a Facebook fan commented, she's a legend, another added. Um, but no, it doesn't say whether or not she threw the, um, the, the thing back. I mean, why would you, I mean, dude, that's enough to feed what a small army essentially that is. Well, I, I would assume you. Oh, she okay. Okay. Here, here, back here because, Someone said you would need an awful lot of chips to go with fish like that. Elcock joked over fine, but I've helped cut him up and get all the fish into a freezer. F freezer. Wow. Simon and Michelle will be enjoying fish Barbies for months when I'm long back in the UK. So it looks like looks like they did keep it. Good. They did cut her up and use. Yeah, all I all I was thinking is like that's going to be really interesting to get on the plane. Like you'd have to declare that. That's going to be really. <laughs> oh man! Really an interesting time. <laughs> is it a carry-on? And can can you carry uh, on? I don't know. I suppose it depends on the airline. Doesn't it? I it's mean, to be your main carry-on. I like to kill puppies, so. I, I mean. See. Oh wow! Okay, that's pretty dark. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's it's true. A story that actually happened not even a week ago. A couple went on the airline. They brought their little dog with them, and one of the airline people uh, told them they had to put it up oh, in the overhead yeah. compartment, ran out of oxygen, and the dog died. Oh, boy. <clears throat> that's that's crazy. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I don't know. <laughs> I it it was not the pet owners. It was one of the airline attendants that yeah. told oh. them they had to I, I thought it was uh, they put it in the hold. I didn't realize they no. put it just in the overhead. Yeah, because surely someone would have noticed when it stopped making noise. <laughs> well, see, here, here's the thing: there were people that said they they heard it whimpering and barking, it's and then all smell of got dead off. dog. Yeah, and the thing is, and I know, I know, we kind of went from a happy, joyous story to a aww story. But the thing is, the FBI and the FAA have cracked down so much on anything that happens on a plane. You can get fined big time if if you don't do what the uh, flight attendants tell you to do. So that's probably why nobody got up and said, "Hey, that's not well, right." Is because they could get arrested for it. I love the fact we're talking about American airline, uh, like airlines in general. And look at the articles that are alongside this story. I'm not going to read them because yeah, was, uh, I was about to say, "Have you seen the, the articles on the right?" <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> uh, we will not be reading those on air. Wow. As this... I do like the third one, where it's just like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh man. Okay. okay. That, that's amazing. That is a, so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So then, technically, isn't it on topic, then, since it's still on the same website? I don't I don't know. I, I don't know what's in the article, so I'd rather not read them but there's a couple yeah there's a couple of them i would not want to be opening either yeah yeah so yeah. all right we're gonna head and move on With to the interest of keeping this show g-rated right we're gonna move on yes exactly <laughs> so what is g-rated uh, uh general audience everyone? general audience okay. is, yeah uh pg is parental guidance and the pg-13 is parental guidance with an adult um and then it goes on from there and then i think like r is like for like real it's really bad and it's actually x-rated oh, yeah. movies which is really so bad x x-rated is just straight up nudity oh, that's crazy uh, um anywho we're gonna we move on different system here. 
where oh. it's just, it just like we have PG, but everything else is like you know three plus, eight plus, thirteen plus, eighteen oh. plus. Oh, interesting. Uh, Gertron, this is your article because it's not marked with my name on it in the doc. Yeah. Therefore, uh, you may read it. Or Hikari, again, if you feel like you want to read something, please go ahead and pick an article. I mean, it's yeah. uh, you're here too. This this is a really short article, Hikari. If if you'd want to take this, uh, you can either you can open up the source, you can open up my notes and see what I blocked off on it. Okay. <laughs> As we work Which on. one is this again? This is a Google gets uh, 2.4 million requests from Europeans to be forgotten. Oh, yeah. I heard about this briefly. Oh, well, then, um, and ironically, since you're sort of in the European area, this is actually perfect for you. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So, Google has been flooded with 2.4 million requests from individuals and companies across Europe to be forgotten. That is, wiped clean from any web search. And this is because of some new uh, EU regulation where we now have the right to be forgotten, um, mm. which is essentially, it's gone back to the data privacy thing from earlier, um, where we now have a right to that. Mm. Um, so basically, these people are looking to take advantage of the right to be forgotten. Most of the requests came from regular Joes wanting sensitive information like their home address, personal photos or videos. Oh, just home address or personal photos or videos removed from any Google search results. The company said in its annual transparency report released on Tuesday. Oh, I'm bad at articles. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like, you know, it said whatever, but then it's just gone somewhere completely different. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Gertrude's okay, Gertrude's note taking is interesting. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I just block out texts that I think. <laughs> That's it. You still got the full article. Uh, I, I assume oh, you have. No, when you when you zoom in on on uh, like Google Images thing, it doesn't actually zoom in. It just zooms in the UI. That's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Google said that it has processed 2.08 million of the requests and that 43% or 900,000 have been deemed valid and have been delisted. Wow. The right to be forgotten law has been so popular that a cottage industry appears to have popped up. A cottage industry appears to have popped up. Companies helping others make the RTBF uh, requests. Roughly 1,000 requesters, mainly law firms and reputation management services, accounted for 360,000 or 15% of all of the RTBF bids, Google said. So it's we We're finally getting some form of privacy on the internet. Hmm. I like um, yeah, not nothing super extensive, but at least at least we can be forgotten about. Um, on one of the like twenty search engines. First of all, thank you, Underworld, for the fifty bits. That is crazy that the one ad gave you that many. That's awesome. Do appreciate it. Secondly, um, right to be forgotten. That's actually you know that's okay. It sounds very morbid. <laughs> Yes. yes. Okay. Thank well, you for pointing that out. Okay. Okay. So, so let's 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 talk about this. Do you? D okay. Th there. This could be taken taken from a couple different angles. Is this a 
something to be used to restrict freedom of speech, or B, truly uh, used to protect people's user privacy? Which do you guys think it really is? I don't see how it would be affecting freedom of speech. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, I would imagine it's more to be affecting someone showing up at your house. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. That's valid. Yeah. Uh, and a person showing up at the house. Mm. Uh, Gertrude. Yeah, that, oh, a go ahead. Finish up, Carl. That's all I've heard. Yeah. Uh, Gertrude, what do you think about this? I think it's a good idea. Um, it, the thing is, there's probably not a lot of people that know about this. I mean, of course, companies aren't going to be out there as soon as you decide, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? If you want us to know what any of your information is, go ahead and use this. You're gonna, no, no, no. It's going to have to be people who actually know about it mm-hmm. and are actually interested in getting getting their information taken off the web. You know, honestly, I don't care one way or the other. There's nothing online that I'm not that I'm ashamed of or don't want people to know, other than you know, obviously my personal bank account information. What? Well, yeah, yeah. It's not really about you know the the whole like you know oh, I don't have anything to hide. You know, if you have something to hide, then you know whatever. It's not really about that. It's more about the fact that they're collecting information in the first place that most people are objected to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not so much about, you know, oh, I have all this information that I don't want people finding out. It's more just, why are they sort of stalking me on the internet in the first place? Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, in light of some of the subjects we've talked about, um, you know, on this show, from privacy to security to things like that, I mean, it would be nice if some things that I posted some things that businesses posted wouldn't was not part of their general data systems i mean again we the going back to the paypal article they have information about uh, me as a paypal user that for whatever freaking reason is out there and it's in the general population and stuff or general internet population stuff and it would be nice to have a you know the right to be forgotten law though i would think i'll call something a little bit you know uh, a new privacy act but unfortunately you know then that could spark things like oh is this you know could they come over net neutrality and it's all the bull crap and blah 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 and that's all another subject for another day which we've already talked about extensively on this show before um but you know it it would be kind of nice to have this as long as it doesn't affect my ability as a user to go look up something to uh you know to learn something to look up information whatever as long as it doesn't affect that like the spreading of information but then somebody could ask okay well what what is the spreading of information what could that be categorized as well you know like certain facts about things or um you know uh facts about company it doesn't it doesn't involve like say news articles and stuff like that and anything you know sort of useful information like you're you're saying it's more like personal details and personal data like your phone number for instance you don't want your phone number to be spread about or you don't want their your address to be out there it's kind of like uh to to degree to degree it's Probably not going to work this exact way, but uh, no. If you go to Google Maps and you attempt to look at certain national monuments, or like the White House or Pentagon or things like that, uh, when you start zooming in on them, it's just one big blur because, well, it's security issues. 
I want mm-hmm. you to actually see what's actually there. And for some reason, there's no street view in North Korea. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. I've never actually thought about that, but okay. Um, so, I mean, it, it might be something along those lines where you're just, I want people to know where you live and what you do and what you have online, which I think is perfectly fine. I don't see what the big, huge deal is, but famous people could definitely use it. Somewhat relevant. What are your guys' thoughts on the, like, smart speakers and Siri and Alexa and all these? We've talked about that on this show, um, and I could, uh, I would say that, like, it's, it's a cool concept. It brings us closer to, you know, being like, um, you know, computer, please look up, you know, such and such information about blah, 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 or please run this simulation. Like, again, it goes back to the whole, the it's Star Trek computer interface, you know, concept. The concept is cool. How it works is indeed cool, but what it does with the data after i've asked for it that is not cool and actually um exactly. a, a, there actually is a specific website and i do not have this website at hand and i'm sure maybe gertrand might have saved it there's a website that um lets you delete all your google search history through the google um the okay google um oh i hope i didn't say your phone off by the way gertrand uh the okay google a uh, feature only i can do that i can only say okay google and in the phone. background i can hear a ding right um <laughs> You know, so, like, I I like it. It's a cool concept. I just don't like what it does with it. Hey, Siri. (laughs) And it didn't work. Beautiful. Gertrude, what are your thoughts about the, uh, oh, on Hakari's question? I mean, I still think, you know, to a degree, I can see how it's going to be helpful, but at the same time, it's what it does with after my information that bothers me. If it kept your, if it listened to what you said, did whatever you wanted to do, and then deleted itself right afterwards, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But instead, what it does is it does listen to what you say, it does what you want it to do, and then it saves it and lets anybody who it feels like needs to know or wants to know about it know about what you're talking about. See, it wouldn't like. Saving it has a purpose, I guess, as in because obviously they can learn context and stuff like that based on previous stuff. That's fine. Yeah. I can deal with that. Like it works like YouTube recommends, so it doesn't really work. But it thinks it works. Um, but the fact that it's then sort of it's easy for those companies to get at is really annoying. And the fact that they're always listening is really spooky. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. in work we have we have an Echo Show right next to the, like the sort of till desk. Hmm. We have a HomePod, which we got like a month ago, um, and we've I think three more Echoes of, of varying different versions, and um, they're all just always listening, um, and it's really spooky. Uh, I'm Although, I'm side gonna... note, side note, the HomePod is just terrible. Like, the speaker's really good, but it doesn't know any of my music. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to point out something right quick. You, you mentioned YouTube Recommends. YouTube Recommends has me so wrong, and I, I be, YouTube has become super biased. I get on YouTube, and I watch Fox News stuff all the time. I like Sean Hannity. I like Judge uh, Justice Janine. I, I, like, I like all those people. And I watch them like a lot. 
And in my recommends, you, you want to know who they actually want to show me. They want to show me CNN, MSNBC, all these people that are the complete opposite of Fox. Mm. Rather than what I'm actually interested in. Mm. Good point. It's, it's, it's crazy. My YouTube recommends just goes kind of insane every time I watch a video that I wouldn't normally watch. Like I watched a, a video about uh, air traffic control uh, about a month ago, and ever since, most of my recommended videos are about air traffic control. Oh my gosh. Oh, my boy. Well, what bugged me the most was, and I have a comment chat I would like to read uh, for those of you listening on a pure dot, or not pure, um, dot, hear this dot at. Um, Actually, quick read that comment. Uh, Creature says, what makes me mad is when you're uh, in class and you're assigned some, something with prawns and your phone hears something else. That's what makes me mad. Oh, that, that's, I can understand being an annoyance. Uh, but what bugged me the most, and I've ranted about YouTube so many times, uh, is that um, uh, YouTube like has completely um changed how my subscription feed looks to the point where actually i think i'm actually um i think i'm actually missing like some youtubers now and now some youtubers are actually saying you know before their videos to please you know like they're like hey turn um it's like you know hey enable notification you know subscribe to tech cookie and hit the notification bell so you always stay updated on the latest videos yeah you know, that's what they say and, and mine says tech cookie videos or any video for that matter and now but then it's like but i don't want to get spammed with like for example okay another example somebody an example somebody who might spam the roland youtube channel roland is a music company they make you they make musical instruments when they upload tutorial videos my gosh do they spam to high heaven and i'm like roland calm down you've just wrecked my entire subscription feed and tomb raider like the official tomb raider youtube channel again they upload a trailer that is basically just audio and six different languages but it gets it gets spammed and i'm like i don't need to see just show me the english only hello (laughs) that's all i want is english just just learn other languages then (laughs) god I'm sorry, but I can't learn another language right now. It's too hard. Do you know why? And I'll see the other reason why. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. Exactly. I've I've completely stopped using my subscriptions feed because of, like, you'll get, say, the Renoise one. When they decide to upload, they will upload, like, 15 videos within 10 minutes. Wow. And so you have to just scroll right through. I'm, I'm only using the recommended and stuff. Or what you've missed, or something, on the front page. Um, so I end up missing every video ever, but at least I'll, I'll see something worthwhile. Maybe. Um, the dramatic voices are the best. Thank you, creature. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, again, sort of. I want to bring this back around a little bit here. Yes, it would be. This is an interesting thing that's being used in the european countries for the right to be forgotten that is definitely that's definitely pretty cool i i find it interesting i wish there was something like that in the u.s i know okay one other side note i do know that there is an extension in chrome that is actually a uh, my choice or my opt-out whatever you can get in the chrome store i don't know if there's one for firefox or opera or anything but you can it's supposedly supposed to make it that you that your right to privacy whatever does you know you're allowed to keep that and stuff i don't know how well it works i haven't really noticed anything 
per se. Maybe I just have ad block on too much. I don't even notice at all. Um, it's built into Vivaldi as well. What, what's it called? Vivaldi. It's a fork of Chrome that's essentially privacy oriented. Ooh, get me a link. I'd love to check that out, actually. I'd love to see how that works. Um, I've been using it for a while. It actually handles memory better than Chrome as well. Really? I, I, then I'm definitely interested because I use something better for streaming, actually. That'd be, or for when I'm doing streams and stuff. Right now I'm using Firefox. And it's not too bad, though. But yeah, I'm interested. Hmm. So um, we're going to head and move along the article train because, again, we're pushing a, uh, an extended episode, which is perfectly fine because there's always, it's always, you know, it happens when you have like three people. It's perfectly all right. Uh, but Gertrude, um, I believe this is your article. And one of our, uh, one of my, my community members suggested this article uh, about a student walkout, apparently. Um, yes. Would you care it to take this? The, yeah. National school walkout. And uh, what's interesting about this is the whole idea, what they said they were going to do, was they were, they were going to be showing their solidarity with all the uh, school shootings and the lives lost. They were oh, going to show, you know, a moment of silence, which instead turn into a giant it just turned into a giant festival of them bashing the NRA and going liberal basically. Special snowflake and, for the win. Yes. And not only that I, I've done a little bit more research on this and there were a lot of students that when they walked out they, they didn't just go out and just do protests on the gun deal. There were actually areas where they jumped on police cars and destroyed police cars and then went into stores and it, it was basically a whole nother riot. Rather than showing solidarity with the lives that were lost, they just caused even more problems. And uh, this particular article is about a 16-year-old in, in Minnesota, a student, that he didn't leave because he didn't fully support the movement behind the National School Walkout. Uh, because I have yet to have heard many good ideas, the movement seems too vague for my liking. No, told CNN. Yes, this is a CNN article. I decided Surprisingly. to give it a try. Yep. And I would not like to associate myself with something I could end up disagreeing with in the future. And... I... I like the, the the quote at the end of the CNN article, um, which actually is pretty interesting. Um, Austin 17 says he's a staunch Republican who carries a, a copy of the Constitution in his pocket every day. I wish more U.S. citizens would please carry the U.S. Constitution in their pocket because we need to be reminded of what that Constitution says. He yeah. says, I do support ba federal background checks, and I'm not completely against raising, uh, raising the age of, uh, to... Raising the age of 21 to buy firearms, Austin said. But he strongly disagrees with the idea of banning assault rifles, saying that they can be useful when confronted with multiple burglars or other criminals. Guns are not the problem, Austin said. The people are the problem. And I have been annoyed beyond belief with this i'm to the point where i'm actually waiting for us to have the first u.s trial we put a where we put an assault rifle up to the stand to be in, to be questioned <laughs> and i'm trying for I'm trying to get this uh one of my articles i post up on facebook but right now facebook's going to be ah there we go okay the current 2018 u.s death toll abortion 1,307 oh 
Tobacco, 33,000 deaths. Obesity, 38,000 deaths. Medical error, 31,000 deaths. Alcohol, 12,000 deaths. Suicide, 5,000 deaths. Drunk driving, 4,000 deaths. Poisoning, 3,000 deaths. Uh, All drug abuse, 3,000 deaths. Prescription drugs, 1,000 800 deaths, deaths, murder by guns, only 1,400 deaths. Interesting. So I'm, I'm sorry, guns aren't, I mean, they're, they're killing people. Yes. But it's, it's the people. A lot of these, there's a lot of other things out there that are a lot worse than gun, guns killing people. I mean, if if you want if you want to protest against something, protest against abortions. I mean, and they they do that. When was the last time you heard p- about people protesting against tobacco? Just ki- has already killed almost forty four thousand people. C- come on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna preface. I'm gonna preface this with, I've you know my whole life I've lived in a country where you know there's relatively there's basically no guns. Especially compared to what you have over there, but I will say that say like say Ireland just as an example, we have a total firearm death rate of something like one, right? I forget that's how that's. I think it's per hundred thousand or something. We have one, and I th- the US was something like eleven. Mm-hmm. And so, like, while no, it's not. A, the major cause of death in the country, it's still considerably higher than all of these other countries without guns everywhere. I think what, um, and I've heard this discussed, and I've even discussed it in my own uh, my own personal family about this, um, that it's. Um, you know, obviously, no, it's not it's not the. Uh, it's not the gun, but the other the other issue is that the more the more gun laws that you make, the easier you've actually made it for the criminals to do what they unfortunately do too well. And because of um, them, because of us restricting the ability for us to protect ourselves, I mean, backing up a little bit here, like our our great ancestors owned firearms for hunting. And they used firearms for defending. But those are the only uh-huh. instances that firearms would ever were ever used was just for those two purposes, for defending yourself if somebody meant meant to do you harm, or for hunting to simply survive the you know, to get food at the end of the day, basically. And you know, and guns are a a integrated part of US culture and history as a whole. And I'm I'm sorry, but no gun law is going to make this happen any less. You can try, but it's not going to work. And unfortunately, guns are an integral part of many countries. Yeah, that's history. true. Yes, yes, it is. It's like including Ireland, where you know we still would have a com- comparatively high uh, firearm firearm homicide rate uh, compared exactly. to say other European countries. However. We don't have legal carry. We don't have, like, legal ownership of guns uh, without, like, I think in some places you can have a gun that you can bring up to a range, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. You can't, you cannot use it for self-defense. You cannot do whatever, whatever. Oh, wow. I don't think you can even have it in your home. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Creature says... Guns are such a massive part of us 
being, you know, liberated from the UK. Yeah. You know, that's sort of how we did it. Yeah. Sorry to mean to cut you off there, Hikari. I was about to read a reference in chat. Uh, Gertrude, would you actually go ahead and read this chat message, if you would, please, by Creature? Creature, please? My problem with gun control people are they're trying to ban the scary guns, and the fact of the matter is that any of the school students, if any of the teacher's staff and I had, I believe you mean, had a firearm on them, the death toll would have been much lower. And that if there were proper background checks, the whole incident would have been avoided. The more restrictions you out on some, put on something, the more common it is a prohibition. And those who don't know what prohibition is, uh, prohibition was when alcohol, I believe it was alcohol, was straight yes. up banned and illegal. You couldn't have it. That even that increased alcohol usage even more. I, now, I, I, I am going to make a point here. Go ahead. Uh, in the case of what happened in Florida, the deputies and the police officers did not do what they were supposed to do. There is a standing policy. A cu- couple, couple things they did wrong. While the shooting was going on, there's a standing policy. If you hear gunshots, if you're a police officer, you are to go towards the shots and stop that person by all means. We saw the deputies on that property standing outside the door as the shots were going on, knowing full well what was going on in there, and they chose to do nothing. Now, before that happened, the FBI and the police had received multiple inquiries, multiple calls, multiple information sources saying that this kid is going to cause trouble and is going to going i mean he he put on a youtube video or a twitter feed well he wants to be the first professional school shooter and the fbi and the police had this information they did nothing with it if they would have followed their own policies that incident in florida would have never happened yeah at least not by that kid's hands because something would have happened to him Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Sorry. Yeah. Now, the philosophy that I heard when it came to the idea of teachers having firearms in their desks is that, you know, what if the kid, what if the kids, whatever, try to like, you know, break, uh, break in and take the teacher's gun. But I mean, again, that's like, you know, I don't know how they would really actually do that. I just. I mean. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, the teacher, like, as I say, this is from complete outsider's perspective. But surely arming arming the teacher is a ridiculous concept. Like, you arm the teacher, and the teacher dies first. Sure. That's it. That's all that changed. I I watched an entire, it was about a 30-minute long YouTube video about uh, this school, this Christian Baptist school. Christian Baptist school. Uh, (laughs) They actually did drills with the entire school on uh, active shooters. They train students, the, the high schools, obviously the, the littler kids, they, they just learn how to hide and whatnot. Uh, the high schoolers were actually trained on how to attack people who came in with guns. I mean, they, they had police officers there with, you know, fake M16s and mm-hmm. pistols and training and training them on how to get that gun out of their hand and tackle them. Yeah. And then they also were talking about how the principal openly said she carries a gun every day. Mm-hmm. And then there are, there were five other 
teachers in the school that had guns as well. But she said, I'm not telling you which teachers they are because then we know those are the ones that the bad guy is going to go to first. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's how it actually, I believe, would work out. If a teacher had a gun, the only person who knows that teacher has a gun is probably local authority and the principal. That'd probably be about it. It'd be a very tight-knit circle. Mm-hmm. Except, knew the except that you've gone ahead and announced that the teachers might be getting guns. Yeah, like that's that's already a thing that's happened. It's based, you know. It's you're so. It's in public consumption, basically now. Public information. Mm-hmm. What you're saying? Well, you're not arming every single teacher with. No, them. no, I get that. You're only arming those who are. Properly the fact that it's a possibility is now public knowledge. It's a, and that that by itself is a deterrent because if a, if a, somebody believes that oh I mean there might have a gun they may not go in there anyways even if there is no guns in there because now there's the possibility of there being a gun in there there was another school uh, I, I don't remember the exact wording but on the front of on the front of their school they had one of those banners that basically said you know we have our teachers are armed and are ready to you know take you out if you decide to do something here but surely that effect surely like i i don't know how exactly this can work because i'll admit i haven't looked into it enough probably and at least like this specific thing of arming teachers but surely they're not having it on their person Right, because as far as as far as I heard, like maybe some states or something, but as far as I was aware, most places this would be happening, it would be, you know, locked in whatever thing or something like that. So like well, some of them, some of them, from what I understand, they will it will be on their person or at their desk in in you know their drawer or something, a locked drawer or whatever. But but the other the other thing at, I'd... The, at the very least they could do. They well, don't want to arm the teachers. They need to have. Uh, there has been talk about having vet, veterinar- not veterinarians. Wow, military vets, uh, veterans, posted up in schools, or having more police officers in the school locations that are actually trained and better than the security officer at the Florida school that decided to stand out the door as 20 people were being gunned down rather than going in there and doing what he was paid to do, which was in front of that bullet, stop that guy with the gun. I think um, uh, the only concept that bugs me about this is the fact that if you put the, um, if, if the gun is in a desk... Okay, and the gun's locked, theoretically. That means the teacher has to... Okay, because you have to act very quickly. So that means the teacher has to go into their pocket, they have to pull the key out, they have to put the thing in, turn it, pull it out, and arm themselves. Okay, and, you know, like... Okay, okay, okay. okay. It depends on where the shooter's at. Obviously, if the shooter is in the room with the teacher, yeah, probably an issue. But if the student's on the other side of the campus... It gives yeah, the teacher like, plenty of time to well, open it up. And okay, get it. I, I and get if there that, are I get that. multiple teachers that are armed, if that if that student's in one classroom and going in there, then the teacher in the other classroom right down the hall can hear those gunshots, by the way. All of a sudden, they're yeah. pulling out their gun. I mean, it, it covers yes, each other. Plus, but that's still, that's still a school shooting. You know, six people it's dead, whatever. It's still, it's still a school, school shooting. shooting. It's better it hasn't than reduced. No... One, one person time, please. 
Okay. Like there's there's still people dying unnecessarily. Yes. Whether no, well it's it's less, but it's not that that's, it's that's not, not less it's by like, enough. It, it, okay. I mean, it's going to lessen the amount of like, people actually killed. I mean, what's what's I mean, they're both bad. Both is bad. If yeah. one person dies versus 100 people dying, it's still bad. The fact of the matter is, if there are armed security guards in there and it can take down the threat a lot quicker, it's fewer people dead, and that's the win in my book. The only know, okay, it's well, still the threat that's there, you know. It's yeah. The, how, I mean, well, how, what I'm you you look at this as like you know oh this is you know the only country that has guns has this happening, it must be the people. That's just ridiculous to me. It's the people. I I, I went to a school like that every had... other country. Like I went to a school that had metal detectors, X-ray scanners that we had to put our backpacks through, and when the the last bell rang for a school to be starting, the doors all automatically locked. The only way you can get in is by pushing a buzzer and speaking to the person inside, giving them a good reason why you're there, and they got a camera right there as well. And then they let you in, and you immediately have to go to the office to sign yourself in after you get in the door. And those are protections. Every school should have that, by the way. I don't care if you're a backwater school. What? I don't care if you're a procedure school. You need to have medical medical, okay. medical let me, detectors and x-rays. Let me quick jump the in here. The problem I have with that is okay. that, at least where I'm from, mm -hmm. that has never been something that has been even remotely necessary. Right. Like, and it's never been a US. problem. Unfortunately, yeah, yes, it is. problem. Yes, unfortunately, it is necessary in the U.S. The only thing that I would like to, and I, I'd like to, um, I don't, I didn't mean to start like an argument here. I, I'm, I would like to try to promote <laughs> no, healthy conversation. This, this is fun for me. I, I mean, I, I want to have some this. healthy conversation with this if possible. Um, what I, but the only thing that kind of like irks me a little bit is that I thought that is what school security was for, because some schools have school security yes. that they're there to be the first line of defense. And obviously, and that that's what the security guard at the Parkland, Florida school was supposed to be there for, but he did not do his job. Now, okay. I'm going to point out something that I, I read. Uh, I, I can't pull up the article right now because I'm not exactly sure where it's actually at, but I, I read that some of the New York City schools that used to have armed guards and police officers, yes, they decided to pull them out. For whatever reason, they, they felt like guns weren't allowed on the property anymore, and they pulled the security guards out. It was their problem. That was horrible. I, I, I just think that there should be somebody armed at the school that is actually willing to lay their life down for students. Obviously, the security guard at the Florida school wasn't willing to do that. I believe that a teacher would be more willing to do that because they've taught these students they have more of a connection. How about you? I didn't really know my security card too well because the only time I ever had to talk to her was when I was getting in trouble, which didn't happen often. I, I think really what this comes back down to, honestly, is that it obviously comes back to a moral issue, which is a very large subject that I will not get into at the, mo at the present time because I would like to try to keep moving forward with our articles. Um, and a better, better subject to have off stream, perhaps, actually. Um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to really, it's, it's a moral issue. And the guy at the floor shooting, unfortunately had some mental issue that was unfortunately in hindsight was not caught. 
but that is the way that it is unfortunately um you know i and i still would agree with austin in this article that it is not the guns it is the individual user who made the choice to do whatever it is whether you agree with it or not that is still ultimately what the what it comes down to so i think i like i feel like we're being a bit of a dead horse if you gentlemen do not mind i would like to move on to our last few articles if that's okay with with both of you uh very interesting discussion though thank you and 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 also for the chat for being uh, involved with this i appreciate it moving on uh so let's take a moment of silence for the death of oh my gosh more death the death of aol instant messenger <laughs> that is not planned <laughs> i will now wow. play sad music dearly beloved we gathered here today to honor the passing of AOL, a popular instant messenger. In October, when the authorizing subsidiary that owns AOL announced they'll be shutting down the services on December 15th, Americans who came out of the age of the 90s, uh, b- basically nostalgically mourn the loss of a childhood staple. Mm. Mm. <laughs> who here used AIM? Uh, I did. And the only reason I did was because while I was in high school, everybody got a MacBook. We it was a temporary deal. We didn't like get to keep it permanently. It was only when we were at school. So used AIM. <laughs> um, I used wasn't, yeah, it wasn't was, like chat based on AIM or something like that. I don't know actually. I believe it was. I used. I I never had. Oh, go it, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take take take. take I, I never had it because you know some somehow we didn't you know america online wasn't massively popular outside of america right yeah <laughs> if it's called america online i mean it makes sense that it i actually forgot that's what aol america. stood for in all honesty it's funny um i remember using uh aim a little bit because at the time there was no facebook messenger uh, there was there was only dial up. Oh my gosh, dial up and aim. Oh, oh that is nostalgic as you can get. Oh wait, yes, you would have it. I know you do. Of course, I have it. Yeah, <laughs> wait for it. As he looks for it. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, okay, now let's let's talk about something. What is it's not done. It's not oh. done. You you and I both know. I have the shorter when version. It, up, it takes a while and you better hope nobody's listening. <laughs> I, just, like, I remember the days of like afternoon the computer to warm up a bit. <laughs> oh, now the dial-up actually uh, well, I, I used to have it. The internet's not possible. Uh, well, I was going to say, um, I used to have the dial-up box. Now, I have to say, my dial-up box actually had a shorter sound. It only went up to like, and then it stopped. So I have the short, mine was shorter. But can someone tell me, what is all that unnecessary garbage? That noise, though. It's the way it communicates. Uh, have you ever accidentally called a fax line rather than an actual telephone line? Uh, I did, and I just got a beep, a loud beep in my ear. Yeah, it's, it's essentially sort of, the same sort of, sort of, sort of like that. Yeah. Huh. I, I end up calling fax machines at least once or twice a day because of my job. And People still because, use faxes. 
Yeah, they, oh, we still use job. faxes. I mean, yes, we used fax use for for doing some um some stuff with my family recently. In the last two months, we had to use a fax to send stuff off to hospitals. Yeah, we still use fax. It's all thing. I haven't seen like because I, I one of the parts of my job is that I do call outs to random companies. Yeah, I haven't seen a fax machine in like ten years. Metal oh wow, people use faxes all the time. My company processes thousands upon thousands of faxes a day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the medical industry still use faxes. Now, a lot of them use what is called an electronic fax, which they don't actually have an actual fax machine. It's mm -hmm. all done over the web. Yeah. But yeah. there are still places, uh, definitely in the medical industry, that still use straight-up fax machines. Wow. That's crazy. Surely, surely it's just easier to email. And, and <laughs> it's asks, less set up about that. Creature asks, and I'm not going to. WTF does a fax machine look like? It looks like a printer with a phone connected to it. Basically, <laughs> uh, well, for example, I have the uh, the the Epson WS something something. Uh, it's like a scanner, printer, fax machine, and document scanner. All it's an all-in-one system for that. And I have it downstairs in our living room. And we actually did have to use a fax because because the reason, and especially in the medical industry, they, you have to hand sign things, and they need copies of certain things, especially for certain, you know, as as Gertrude said, medical systems. Uh, they need handwritten stuff of signatures for documentation. Unfortunately, and the and the funny part of it is that we're supposed to live in a paperless paperless uh, computer age, and yet we still use fax. So we're not, we're not, I don't think we're ever, go, we are never going to go paperless at all. That's not going to happen. We use graphics tablets for our signatures. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. When they work. Yeah. And my laptop has, it's uh, like digitizers made by Wacom. So it has, oh, Wacom Wacom's pen. amazing. Yeah. So you have a super accurate, uh, mm. you know, tablet surface to do signatures on. Rather nice. than, you know, you ever get, I don't know how common they are over there. But you have to sign for packages. Do you sign paper or do you get that horrible like PDA from PDA one? Uh, UPS <laughs> uses UPS yeah. uses PDA, and in a certain right time care center, they make you use a iPad for signing your uh, your name. But the thing is, the iPad doesn't repen doesn't respond to pens. That's the annoying part. Yeah, uh, you can get them, but they're really like. Uh, they're made of like the end of it is like rubber or something mm -hmm. so it just ends up dragging against the glass oh so it's yes. really uncomfortable to write on oh uh, i think but at least it's slightly better than the like the screen on the pda updating once per like 10 seconds and so you just can't do any sort of writing on it pda's public displays affection no pda personal uh what was it personal something personal data assistant uh, give me give me give me Re trying to research and development, man. Mm. Trying to find uh, PDA. Of course, a stop wanting to actually. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. The time definition for... of PDA: a palm top computer that functions as a personal organizer, but also provides email and internet access. It doesn't actually want to tell me what the actual PDA means. Okay, I'm gonna do Google search. Oh, I and searched course, PDA course, and it gave me Parental Drug Association. Wow. And when I do PDA acronym, the first thing that pops up, pops up is the displays of affection. However, personal digital assistant. There Thank you. you. That's the correct term. Yes. <laughs> or 
Progressive Democrats of America, which we all know <laughs> is also interesting. Interesting. <laughs> interesting time that we should not get into ever. Right. Um, uh, we have one last article. Um, and actually, this is kind of funny. I have a bit of a side story here. Uh, so from my childhood, uh, I had a, I took a really old, um, uh, like toolbox and I threw paper into it of things I collected as a kid. You know, kids have like paper boxes and stuff, at least I did. And inside the paper box was a drawing I made of what is now the origin, which is what is now the smartphone. It's funny that I found this piece of paper of, of the concept of idea of having a watch and a phone as one. Decades later, we have it. I actually apparently must have predicted it and it came to be. Like, I miscalculated watches. Well, we're talking about watches because Ford Mustang parts being turned into luxurious watches. Let me see if I can unmute this tab and play this in for the... Let's see how this goes. This is from Zero Fox. to 60 seconds. A European company is creating luxury watches made from parts of classic cars. Wreck watches incorporate salvaged materials from vehicles like the Ford Mustang into their timepieces. Joining us now is the CEO and co-founder of Wreck Watches, Jonathan Kampstrup. Jonathan, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So Jake and I have uh, taken the liberty of putting some of these watches on. They're absolutely beautiful. Thank Describe you. the process of turning an iconic car into one of your watches. Right. So the process is actually captured in the name as well. Rec Watches is short for Recover, Recycle, Reclaim, which is the entire concept of the company. Uh, what we do is that we uh, find these old classic uh, cars, which are what we like to call beyond repair. So it's not like a classic Mustang ready to, to hit the road, but something salvage. Uh, we usually find these in barns, in auctions, anywhere we can get our hands on them. We recycle the material, primarily the chassis of that car, and reclaim it as a new watch. So that's REC times three and the namesake of the company. How much do they run? So I think this is the Mustang watch, and this Oof. one is which one? This one is made from classic Porsche 911s, actually. Wow, and which one is the 911? That this one. Okay, this the one, one yeah. with the, the orange. And But compared to comparable watches, these are pretty reasonably priced, owning a Tag Heuer Monaco. They myself. are. They are. So all of the watches you're looking at here today are automatics, which means they're mechanical movements. Um, uh, that in itself um, is a whole story, um, hmm. but um, these watches uh, retail from 1500 US to roughly 2000. Uh, um, only for the rich. This one's about close to two grand. Mm. The yeah, this one's 1800, oh, if I uh, recall correctly. Um, wow. So it's basically, very big watches though. I'm gonna end just mm. that. So that's from Fox News Business. I won't play the whole thing because you know copyright and and all that. But credit to Fox News Business for the original video. Um, Recite. Okay, first of all, once I, oh my gosh, I could have a I could have a field day rant about things for the rich, but this is things for the rich, and no, but no for the rich. Oh yeah, no. If you got Bitcoin, you can totally buy. Yeah, totally buy one of these. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, but the concept of recycling old cars. Uh, I think that's pretty cool, actually. It, it kind of gives, it doesn't let them, it means that they don't sit in landfills, doesn't mean they don't take up space, it means that they actually get to be, you know, I, I, there was a phrase off of a TV show, as I was like, kids TV show, was it like, be nice, use it twice, or something like that. But that's really cool, like, recycled watches, uh, guys, concepts, or, or uh, comments, rather. I, you know, I think it's a good idea. You know, it's, 
I would love to see them use uh, military planes, old military planes. Ooh, like a B, like a like was it like a B, B twenty two or sort of twenty four. I don't know. It was like a really popular World War Two plane. But yeah, that'd be that'd be really cool. The B twenty two bomber. Yeah, yeah, something like I that. Believe yeah. the, Have you guys seen Brutus? Seen what? Brutus. No. The car. I haven't. It was a, a car built. built uh, the engine was from a, I think, a German, like World War Two fighter. Oh wow! He uh, converted it into a car, and apparently, it's the worst thing on the planet to drive <laughs> because obviously, it's not exactly designed for roads or right. cornering or anything. Uh huh. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really cool. Like again, another another win for technology. Uh, using things more than once i would love to see the you know more things i mean imagine taking old circuit boards and turning them into watches that's that's some great e-recycling right there um that would be cool but yeah no wait, wait, i just wait. isn't that what apple watches are though i mean they're basically uh, an old, old circuit board that they just refurbished into an apple watch burn. i don't know Ikari comments about you. You have some Apple stuff. What do you think? Okay, what do you guys? Okay, here's an interesting concept. Do you think that like, um, do you think that watches are still relevant with smartphones? Yes. Really? Phones are relevant. It's just more convenient, isn't it? Like, if you only want to check the time, it's much more convenient to just look at your wrist than, you know, go into your pocket and grab your phone, press the button. Yeah. You know. I used to have a watch, and I used to wear watches like they used to be. They never left my wrist. I don't wear watches anymore. I'm happy about that. But I will tell you, I have three different devices on my desk, technically four, that tell me what time it is because I got to know what time it is. Ironically, I, gotta, I, have a, I still have a watch myself. It's just a regular analog watch that I wear. Mm. See, technically, I have something like seven... Maybe eight or nine uh, devices that tell me the time because Windows 10 does that really annoying thing where it puts taskbars on every single one of your monitor. You can actually turn that off, you uh, know. I know, but it, it's just when because I, I have to. I'm only using it mostly in a uh, VM. Oh. I'm not using it for that that much stuff. It's just it's a lot more effort than it's worth. Yeah, but VMs support multiple screens, and that's fun. Right. So I can have like, you know, six monitors tell me what the time is. I can have my phone, a crappy, you know, Android tablet that I have that I use for uh, oh, basically man. nothing anymore. And a couple of smartwatches. There you go. So, all right, well, we're going to head and wind down the show. It has been a very long extended episode. Um, Hikari, thank you for, for joining us again. I'd like to give a round of applause for Hikari for joining us for the show today. It was a very fun, nostalgic run with you. Um, Gertrude, as always, thank you for being a part of the show and being an amazing host. Um, thank you. But yeah, we are an be... amazing host as well. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, we will be back um, uh, in two weeks because uh, we're doing every other Saturday now for an episode of the Morning Metro. And thank you to everybody who participated in chat. For those of you who've been listening on Monday for the episode, thank you and have yourselves an awesome week. And we will catch you all next time. Next time. Wrong screen. Later, nerds. Mm. Ha, 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 ha.